0: And I'm Father Casey.
1: And today we have a very special guest, Lizzie. I don't know how to say your last name. (laughs) (laughs) Darajati. Got it. I usually tell Siri, call Lizzie Um, Darajati. She gets you. She gets it. She gets it. Because she doesn't know how to say your name either, so it's not helpful. But yeah, Lizzie, it's so good that you're here. I'm very excited.
2: No, I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be home um, and just... Enjoying the community that I grew up with at CCSU.
1: That's awesome. That's really good. Um, yeah, it's super exciting that you're home. So, because Lizzie, so she used to go to CCSU, um, but she recently has moved to CUA, Catholic University of America. So, how's that going?
2: It's great. I I'm learning t- how to love Jesus in in my own setting, in my own being an individual, because here it's a great community. Um, I love it here. I love being surrounded by virtuous friends and good people, Father Casey, (laughs) a great priest. Um, But just being able to learn to pray by myself, being able to learn how to and how to really grow in relationship by myself has been really good for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lizzie uh, has been part of... um, our community since the very beginning, even before Julia. She's she yes, updates. Yes, she existed Julia. before she, me. She existed before. Actually,
1: I, I think of all of them. You just wink bi- at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I would. You just wink. I wink at my friends. I do.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. No one, no one would have been able to know nope, that. They
2: would not know. <laughs> but
0: I'm I'm sitting here watching you wink at Lizzie as we're as we're recording.
2: <laughs> this is making me want to wink back. So give me and of second.
0: course, um, <laughs> on the day that we have Lizzie on the podcast, we of course are going to talk about bad friends.
2: <laughs>
1: yes.
0: That's not. That's not. um, She's
1: not a bad friend. We didn't. No subtle hint, guys.
0: We didn't plan it that way. Maybe we've got our antithesis of a bad friend here. Um, Antithesis means um, the antithesis, the the counterexample, the absolute opposite of a bad friend.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that definition because I. I don't know words. I think a lot of my friends know that. Is that I very often think, uh, what do you, what what's that mean? Well, the you definition. You
0: actually know a lot of words because you know multiple languages.
1: That's true. So
0: you know more words than most of your friends. You just know they're not all in English. Yeah, I'm just mediocre at both languages. <laughs> right. It's not. I'm not. I'm not super strong in one language or another. I'm just bad in all of them. Actually, that's funny. Um, there was a priest I know who said that he um. He lived in Italy, but lived in a house where they spoke Spanish. And so as a result, he never really learned either Spanish or Italian. He just spoke some kind of mixture of both.
1: That's what happens when you just grow up in a, in a house that's speaking two different languages, usually.
0: It happens. So cool. Well, today we are talking, Lizzie, about bad friends. And uh, we want to start with a quote, because this all came from a book that I was reading called Man the Saint, which is currently published under the title Saints in the World by Jesus Orteaga, and uh, he has a line here. I actually took a picture of it and was texting it to people like the day that I read it uh, to talk a little bit about friendship, but particularly having bad friends. They say that we should have few friends, but good ones. That motto, believe me, is for the mob and for children. It's a motto for all those who are incapable of overcoming the environment in which they live. For you, man of courage, determined apostle, the motto is different. Have many friends and bad ones. How many quote, bad people will return to Christ through the sincere friendship of an apostle of God. And so uh, this concept of having bad friends, it's funny, I read that quote to someone recently and they totally disagreed with me. They're like, Father, I disagree with that. I disagree with that book. And, um, and so naturally, instead of um, you know arguing about it there, I'm just gonna podcast about it. No, it's good because <laughs> it took time to think about it because that's maybe not as readily accepted of a, of a topic or as readily accepted of a belief about the importance of having bad friends. Uh, now, I think the the first point we should clarify with this is the difference. Um, what we mean by bad friends could actually, it could mean two different things. Um, it could mean um, friends who do bad things. And I think that there's some aspect of that. But it also could mean just people who are bad at being friends. And so today, we want to focus on on more just people that are bad at being friends, right? That's what we want to talk about. Having friends with people that really aren't reciprocating the friendship too well. And I think that's what we want to be focusing on. Um, friendships with people that do bad things, uh, live immorally, is actually, I think that's still an important thing, but that'll be a, a different topic. So what we mean by having bad friends right now is being friends with people who just aren't so good at being friends.
1: Yeah, especially with um, not reciprocating it's so easy to just not reciprocate back. It's like, oh, okay, they're not being my friend, so I'm not going to be their friend, mm-hmm. in a very like um, petty sense, in a way. Uh, and so I think that when people are, uh, what's it called? You, they're just not reciprocating. It's so easy just to just be like, well, I don't, I don't want to either. And I think it's really important at this point is to like overcome that feeling of like selfishness and really be like, okay, this person, even if it's starting and not like a. In a very generic sense, like this person, it's good that they exist.
0: You know, that's so good. You, um, it's friendship. uh, An aspect of friendship is just, it's good that you exist. And Lizzie, I'm glad that you exist, right?
2: Thank you, Father. Julie, I'm
0: glad you exist. Um, but that there's an aspect of like, just I'm just happy you exist, right?
2: And when you get
1: into friendship, like true friendship, it's not just such a generic saying anymore it's not just like yeah it's good that everyone exists because god created them you know but like in a, in a very real sense it's like i can look at lizzie and think it's good she exists it's good that she's my friend it's good that you exist um and so when you get into this deeper level of friendship it becomes a much more personal saying it's not just a generic over umbrella like, yeah human race like we, we it's good that the humans are Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But it's in a very real sense. And so when we are with friends with people that are not reciprocating that, remembering that starting maybe in a very generic sense, but when you become their friends and get to know them, even if they're not always wanting to get to know you, you get to know them and you start realizing this person has strength. This person has virtues and um, it's good that they exist. They bring out this goodness in me as well. Maybe not in the same sense as a friend that's supporting you, but in the sense that I'm reach I have to reach out to them now.
2: Yeah,'m I'm, I'm really happy that we're talking about this topic and how we started with this quote because it is pretty controversial. And I'm glad that you pointed that out, um, Father, because I'm just thinking of how many times we get told don't have a lot of friends unless it's for connections and you're trying to get ahead or whatever, but don't have a lot of friends instead have very few close friends. And why is that? Because we want things done for us and for ourselves. We want to feel appreciated. We want to feel loved. Um, But it's more, we don't live for this world and we have to go out and we have to love others. And like Julie was just talking about, we have to appreciate everyone's strengths and everyone's gifts. And even if they are bad friends, even if they do things that we don't agree with, um, just being able to see their goodness and their worth as human beings, it's a beautiful thing. That Yeah. And like the
1: apostles, like if you think back to when they were spreading the gospel, um, it was not like, oh, well, you know what? We're just going to stay with the 12 of us. It's a few of us and we're, we're happy here, but that doesn't spread the kingdom in the same way where I'm sure that the apostles had a bunch of friends. They had many friends and from different countries, I'm sure,
0: uh, all over the place. See, I was going to take that a different direction, which is the apostles were bad friends to our Lord. Like they were not they were not good friends. They were they were bad friends. They were always misunderstanding him. They were always looking out for themselves. They were um they abandoned him in his moment of uh, deepest need. They just totally abandoned him. They were they were bad at being friends, but Jesus still was friends with them.
1: And you know what? After Jesus died and resurrected and the Holy Spirit came like into their hearts, look at how their friendship changed with other people. Their friendship with God, completely different. So like it took a long time for them to be good friends um, with Jesus himself. In the beginning, I'm, it was not like you were mentioning. But they did eventually become good friends. And so when we're friends with people, maybe they're really bad at being friends with us. But if we stick through it and we persevere and we actually care and are interested in trust, and they, they begin to trust us, there becomes a point where they're like, "Oh, I want to, I want to put more effort into this friendship." Um, and so during that point, that's kind of I, th- I think it's very interesting. You can see both sides with the apostles.
0: Hundred percent that they, um, yeah. So and, and that praise God that he didn't choose to just have good friends, like ju- just those who are gonna. No, he he was friends with people that abandoned him, who who denied him, who betrayed him. Like he was actually friends with Judas. Like think about that. Jesus was actually friends with Judas. Now, again, that'll be part of when we talk about the topic, having bad friends who are a bad moral character. Uh, but that uh, when we talk about having friends who just aren't good at being friends, that we, um, like Judas wasn't good at being a friend. He was also a bad moral character, but he was also just not good at being a friend. And, um, and that he, um, but our Lord was still was still friends with him. Now, Julia, you brought up an interesting point that I think can be very helpful here. And I think, what we're going to find as we go through this season on friendship that there's, we're going to come back to this again and again and again. But we have to persevere in bad friendships. And Julia, what is the key, the secret to perseverance?
1: What I'm thinking right now is order. But I yes. Think that's, is yes. Really? Okay. Order. Great. I was like, I don't know if that's like what I'm
0: thinking. Is order. We're always coming back to order. Um, and so, what can be the key to persevering in a bad friendship? Order. That if we put order, if we approach people that are not good at being friends with us with a certain order, then it'll be much more fruitful on our part.
2: I think it'll, go ahead, Lizzie. I was just going to say, Father, can you explain order a little bit more?
0: Yeah, or so truly? order order is when we apply um, reason and uh, organization and some planning to everyday activities that we, we actually don't just let it happen in the chaos of daily life but that rather we try, try to plan it, you know, putting order into our studies, putting order into our schedule, putting order into even our friendships where we try to have time set aside where we know that we're free for friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in this in this when we're like practicing the virtue of order, which will also be hand in hand with perseverance when we approach Brad friend, it, it almost it gives it like, OK, this is not like you're not just like f- like we're like. Everything's on your shoulders only, but you're you're if you're approaching in a systematic way, in a natural sense still, but in a, it, it's kind of like a support like a like a beam support beam. Those are like what those things are, yeah. Um, uh,
0: yeah, support beam. <laughs> I, I, you made you made some kind of weird hand gesture that I don't they're, know. They're like I, I don't know. Yeah, what I in, from I the
1: get, roof and the ceiling. I don't know, I guess like,
0: I guess support beam is the word you're looking for. So yeah, I think that so, sounds yeah. that sounds good.
1: But it's like it's like it, it would be like a support beam. It's not like okay, you don't have to hold this up by yourself. And so that order comes into there and really it gives you that strength to persevere and also like talking about it with God, you know, like this, this person hurt me, (laughs) but, um, I don't, I don't want to give up on them. I still, I still care about them even though (laughs) they, they, hurt me.
0: And that with regard to the, the order in that, that we can, um, if we put order into approaching our bad friendships, um, people that are bad at being friends with us, then it's just like, yeah, I'm not so like, like, so it takes someone that like never, ever, ever is willing to solidify dinner plans. Like ever, like you want to just get the together, worst. <laughs> get together with this, and they never, ever are willing to like commit to anything to be like, okay, I know that I'm planning, I want to go out to dinner with this person, you know, this night, whatever. And I, um, they, they, they're flaky and they may or may not, and they may ditch me, but you know what I, it's not like my whole night is revolving around that. I know that if they flake, like I'm going to I have this studying I need to do and I'm gonna try to get this stuff done so that if they do flake, I I'm not just in a lurch and if they don't flake, then great. like that's awesome and I've got these other things I could do like so by having a little bit of scheduling and planning that it allows us to not be as um, like we're, we're not like, oh now the whole night's ruined like what like no I've actually and've I've put this time aside for this person. And if they, you know, maybe that in that time, uh, I'll pray for them. Like that, in in the time that I could have been out with them, I'll be praying for them instead. So it's still actually doing. I put the time aside for them anyway, uh, and so I'm gonna just do it in a in a different way than being physically with them. Uh, I'll be spiritually praying for them.
2: This is funny. I know I'm the guest speaker today, but I just feel like I'm I'm taking a lot more in that I'm giving out. But this has been really good. I've just been learning a lot of through order because I'm just thinking now in my friendships in high school and how I would just like, I don't want to say give up on bad friends, but when friends were bad to me, because then I guess that also makes me a bad friend. um, But just not scheduling my time to put them in and really be a good friend for them and instead study or instead watch Netflix, which I feel like in this culture, everyone just is kind of giving up on friends. Um, yeah, really listen to Father Gacy. Enjoy it right now. COVID.
1: I mean, like, oh, how yeah. many people are, like, just giving up on, like... Yeah. Any, like- well,
0: Lizzie, you can rate us and like us on itunes and other places <laughs> give us a good five stars Spot- i so think we're on spotify, spotify. We're on spotify now. now we've been on by the time you're listening to this, we've been on spotify for like a month and a half yeah oh, i gotta now.
1: promote you guys <laughs> yeah definitely you can <laughs> send us to your cua
2: friends if you, if you okay. like the
0: podcast you can totally spread the word um but anyway um no this is absolutely like just learning some of these these things about how to put order yeah. in
2: oh yeah even not just friendship but putting order in your whole life if you want to focus on any other part of your life i think that just trying to be holistic in what do you want to work on? Do you want to work on being healthier? Do you want to work on better friendships? Do you want to work on your spiritual relationship with God? Do you want to work on your mental, like if you're in school, how you're studying um, I mean, academically, or if you're working, just like how to put more time in that. But having order, it changes our whole lives. L- but let, let's bring this back to friendship, my bad. <laughs> no, but what you were saying about like with order, when
1: you when you have order in your other parts of your life, it's easier to bring it into your friendships. And so I think I think it was good to mention when you were talking about your high school friends. Um, and like thinking like, all, we always mess up when we're younger and we learn from when we grow up, you know. But um, I think with having bad friends, especially the ones that don't reciprocate, it's a good point to to start like overcoming our own will because someone else's will is getting involved. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's at this point when you're trying to like that, that's a great time to like offer it up. It's great because that that's like our whole lives we're we're supposed to be practicing like denying ourselves. And so if we're not focused on like being hurt and now like, okay, you know, this, this is a sanctifying moment and I can really use it.
2: Yeah. In, um, just sorry, bringing it back to high school friends. I was thinking of someone in particular, and it was just a little ironic because in high school, she was the one that I gave up on. She was a bad friend, and I said, you know what? I don't need this. This is hurting me more than helping me, um, which, yeah, it's like it's like in the middle. like I don't know. Um, but just recently, literally last week, she called me up and... Um, saying that she, she just in a very bad space and she just needs someone to talk to. And she was like, are you still in Washington DC? Like, can we get an apartment together? I really just need to be out of my house. I need to just move on with my life. Um, but it's just, it's just funny to see that even though I kind of let her go, she still saw me as a light and I don't want to say like she needed me, but she needed to see positivity and optimism. And even in bad friendships and even when we if it's bad for our mental state, like, no, maybe we can love from afar. But even through that love from afar, just keep showing people the light.
0: Right. We shouldn't having people having friends that are bad at being friends. Doesn't mean that we should enable um, toxic friendships, right? Someone that really is just dragging us down, or we're enabling their bad behavior, or we're we're enabling their codependency when they really like we're actually not helpful to them. That's not what this means. Like we got to be very careful to not. Yeah, that's this this is a different. um, This is just like being friend. I I think of this more like with with flaky people or even people that just aren't looking out for what's what's best for us. But how can we? And part of that is that first part of that quote, which is about. that having few friends but good ones are for people that are incapable of overcoming their environment, right? So there's a certain certain uh, confidence and strength that we need to have, and that comes, you know, um, for those who are baptized in our divine filiation. I'm a I'm a son or daughter of God, and I am um, so I'm, you know, I overcome my environment. It's John Henry Newman talks about it in the one of the points of development of Christian dogma that or doctrine that we um. You know, either you overcome your environment or your environment overcomes Mm -hmm. you. And think of it, uh, Bishop Barron, I think, uses the example as well. Like, as human beings, we uh, take in our environment, right? I I had some bread today that was made from wheat and some peanut butter that was made from peanuts and butter and some milk that was taken from a cow. And I've changed that into me, right? That is now Father Casey. Um, When I die and I'm put in the ground... I will become the ground, like my body will be will be taken over by the ground, and I will my body will be changed into dust. It'll be changed back into dirt and soil. Um, so if you're not constantly taking in and changing your environment into you, then it's you're being changed into it. And so we, um, if you're incapable of overcoming your environment, and if that's a place where you are in life, like acknowledge that, admit that, that's okay. Like you know, but then work on. Um, getting back to the bedrock of, of personal confidence
1: but even when in the past we might have been incapable of overcoming the environment especially as like we're both college students me and Lizzie so I one like it's not too far that I was probably easily peer pressured I'm probably still at some points easily peer pressured but when we grow up and people reach out to us that used to be our friends it's not like a bad thing to mm-hmm. be like yeah I would actually love to be your friend now because um, I, I I've stronger in my faith. I'm stronger in my friendships. I'm stronger and more confident in who I am, especially, um, going through college and kind of like, we're like getting ready to finish. It's like our last year, next year. Um, at that point, it's like you're, you're gaining that self-confidence that you didn't have before. And so maybe in the past you weren't able to overcome your environment, but now we are. Uh, and so, um, I think that's like important that just because in the past you couldn't doesn't mean in the future you can't.
0: So I think that, you know, it'll be another podcast topic uh, to talk about confidence in friendship, like personal confidence as a, because, you know, that'll help as well with our tendencies toward toward type of cope dependency toward like, you know, trying to fill my gaps and so my friendship becomes one of uh, like clinging to someone instead of what's actually good for them, right? So we do need a, a degree of personal confidence and to be able to make new friends and all of that, so...
1: And to kind of go back a little bit to talking about, um, when we're like hurt by friends, cause I think that's, that's one of the hardest things to, about having friends that aren't reciprocating or easily always flaking and like feeling this like rejection constantly from them. How, how do we overcome that? Um, because yeah, it's a good thing to, and it's, you know, it is important to overcome our will and deny ourselves, but like, how do we actually see that? And how do we grow from this and like reframe the situation? So I think it's important to kind of like talk about that too.
0: Great. Do you want to talk about that? Because that's sure. that, that. sounds awesome. I just um, I don't have a ready answer for that. Oh, okay, Father I'll... Casey, speechless. Doesn't have a ready ready. What What do you think? Um, maybe because none of my friends flake on me. No, they all flake usually. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, yes.
1: Um, no. Uh, I think because I know. What do you,
0: What do you think? Yeah, like how do you reframe that? situation? How do you look at that in a in a different way? Or yeah.
1: I know. So I learned a lot through optimum work about reframing, mm. um, which honestly, if you really like reframing is a good thing to learn. So they, they probably teach it much better than I would. Um, but just to kind of give a basic of, uh, what it would be, um, reframing is just kind of seeing an opportunity, taking it and, or, well, seeing like a thing that's like maybe dreadful or like hurtful, painful and seeing the opportunity through it. And so well, your brain it changes immediately when you say like things like opportunity. They're like buzzwords for your brains. Your, your brain really likes it. And so when you say like the word opportunity. Um, practice is another one. Practice. practice. Oh, this really? Is, this
0: is practice. This is training.
1: Oh, yeah. This is practice. So like when you're doing that, it's like this is practice and like this is this is an opportunity for me to grow. And even though that's the only thing that's really like driving you forward. Eventually, that will one you will like. You won't look forward to those things, but when it happens, it'll be easier and quicker to switch your brain into reframing this moment as something to grow from, even though it's hard or painful or hurtful. Um, so I think when we are hurt by our friends that are maybe flaking at us, rejecting us, um, don't want to hang out, or like you know, b- bailed on plans, and uh, you know, these are things I've done too. And so when we notice ourselves doing it, we can grow from it, and then we, when it happens to us. Now we can really reframe and say, okay, this is an opportunity for me to grow, and this is a moment I can also pray for this friend, um, and so yeah.
0: Sure. So just to see it as an ability to deny ourselves a little bit, to you know, we see it as like a practice for that. It's a it's a practice, and someone else's will is. Um, Is shaping my events right now, whether I like it or not. Someone else, and and you know that's obedience as well. Like that happens in any kind of situation of obedience, someone else's will is being imposed upon mine. And so friendships can actually be training for obedience. It could be training for uh, any state of life and vocation in in the church. It can be all of that. So this is like this is training in these ways, and also it could be a helpful, um, yeah, a recognition of like when someone does it to me like, do I do that to people? Like every time someone doesn't it's respond. A good examination. Yeah. It's a great examination. Um, like, uh, someone doesn't respond to, to a text or a call. Well, how many unresponded to texts do I have that people are just like waiting and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get back to the bench. Uh, like someone's doing that to me right now and I'm doing it to someone else. And so physician heal thyself.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's a good opportunity to see it. Like, okay. Yeah. So it's not only an opportunity to grow, but it's an opportunity to see where, where am I failing? Where are my own shortcomings in this same situation? Where am I not a good friend or I'm not reciprocating this friendship with other people? Um, so yeah, I think, and cause I don't think you could have bad friends when you're not reframing the situation. It would be so easy to fall and lose enthusiasm.
0: Right, and we will have another topic, uh, another podcast on uh, friendships of enthusiasm. Right now, we've got, I think, enough topics to go through. We're so buzzwording today. (laughs) Through the whole summer, I think. Like we, uh, because this is probably coming out uh, right in Holy Week, which is a great time to consider how bad the apostles were with being friends to our Lord and um, how treacherous Judas was. Um, But that... um, I mean, I, I think we've got enough topics to get it. We everything we got we said, the season, we got, we got the whole season. But this, who knows how many this season may be like a good like hundred episodes. It's all season two, <laughs> <laughs> season two episode a hundred because we're just sticking with friendship. Awesome, there's um, so
1: much to talk about. There really is
0: great, Lizzie. Any last thoughts before we wrap up this uh, this topic for now?
2: Just that. Be humble in friendship, I think I'm just looking at Jesus on the crucifix, right but yeah, now. we have like a
1: little crucifix on the yeah. table in our podcast setup.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that what I'm seeing. that's a good that's a good point. Um, but just how humble Jesus was, especially with friends like Judas, and how humble we can be, even when our friends deny us and our friends don't reach out. We're not like we can't demand respect. We can't demand their time. So just that humility and, yeah, you guys said some really great things. I'm, I'm very happy to be on this podcast.
0: Lizzie, we're always happy to have
2: you. <laughs> yeah, it was great to have you. It was so fun. Yeah, this was nice.
0: So uh, great. Well, thank, thanks again for listening. And uh, remember, if there's particular questions or whatever, you could email chat, chat, at org, And that is, um, feel free to email in comments or questions and like us on Facebook iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Share us on your share stories, us. Facebook. Please share us. Um, Shameless
1: promotion. Yeah. coming
0: to
2: Catholic University.
0: <laughs> and if you, um, yeah, and Liz, hopefully we can have you on again. Maybe on the very next episode if we just record it right now. So we'll <laughs> you other, might get her twice. <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, hopefully when you're home again for the summer, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So from here at St. Francis Catholic, I'm Father Casey,
2: and I'm Julia, and I'm Lizzie.
0: God bless.